0: Welcome to Rome is home with the river. The strange Italian song. Hey,
1: everybody, and welcome back to Rome is home. I am here with Joey, and um, you know, last week we told you that we were discerning what was the next step for us, and we were praying at Pompeii Novina for that goal, and uh, we are here this week for what is probably going to be our last podcast episode.
0: How sad, how sad, but I think it's... It th-
1: was getting heavy to do them. It was getting hard.
0: It was a little bit harder for sure, but I think I think I th- the reason for the ending of this. I mean, when we look back, when we began the podcast, a lot of this was um, documenting, sharing our experience of this pretty crazy journey that we took. I mean, thinking about it, we started back in oh last year in uh, December, right?
1: In December in Delhi, you know,
0: and we're at episode fifty-five, and it's been a pretty radical journey, I think. And I think you know, as as we Viva mentioned. Uh, we made the hard decision to not only conclude the podcast today. I think I think it's the right thing, kind of a send off, but just because through our discernment, our thinking, our and we'll 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 build that up and explain that more through this episode of our decision to leave. Um, it just felt an opportune time just to kind of wrap things up, share with you some final thoughts, some some last little tidbits that we might have, and you know, in the meantime, we'll have to slowly begin preparing our way back if we can leave. That is because of the that,
1: that is another story
0: because of this 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 uh, coronavirus we can even share little things about what's happening here and and some and some thoughts because we're in like hotspot country number three so yes. oh it's fun so
1: yeah so this is it this uh, this discernment well, the, the first half of our Pompeii Novina finished on Thursday and that day we we prayed bright and early so after we brought Teresa to school we made sure to finish our or three rosaries in order to be able to conclude this first part of the petition. And uh, at this point, decide what was the next step. And towards, towards the end, my prayer was more, we are planning on going back to Canada, Lord, but if it's not your will, please make it clear to us, because it's what we're planning to do. And till the very end that's what we're praying. Please Make right. it clear. Otherwise, this is what we want to do. This is what we feel is right, and nothing really came. Actually, one day I was praying my last rosary, going to a parent teacher conference right for at Teresa School, and I was praying this, you know, please make it clear if you want us to stay because otherwise we're going back. And um, getting there, of course, Italians they were they were late. I had to wait maybe an hour in the hallway. To meet with the teacher. And while I was waiting, I was chatting with the mom and with the English teacher for the elementary school. I've met him before. a Very, very, very friendly guy. He's from Houston. And um, I just mentioned, oh, you know, we're thinking of coming back. And he said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Just do it. If I could go back, I would. But <laughs> he's married to an Italian has a baby here. It's not as straightforward not a for him, frame, though. But he said, Oh, yeah, you should. And then you start talking with the mom. I was like, Wait, oh, yeah, but no, but Italy is so healthy people are happy. There's the sun, the beach. It's like, Yeah, but that's all a facade. It's not even, it's not running well. It's crazy here. You know, I'm dreaming of American schools or whatever. So,
0: isn't that kind of funny? I mean, I, I, that's always. I mean, it wasn't something.
1: the sign that made the decision for us, no. but it was, you know, just like little confirmations here and there that this is just not for us and not for our family. And honestly, guys, there is so much that came into this decision. We, we won't be able, even in 30 minutes, to explain to no. you exactly why we're doing this, why we came here in the first place, and why are we going back. There is a lot that...
0: So, I mean, yeah, the, for the hope of this first half is just to kind of to flesh that out just a bit. Because the one thing we, in discernment, like all these things, I'm very big on um, in Acts, when the apostles had to choose a successor for Judas there's you have to use your head i mean that's the key thing here like a lot of this isn't just me me and viva when we make big decisions we don't close our eyes okay let's just hope that there will be you know on the day we're done the first half like a bird will come with a message and an olive branch kind of confirming and blessing our decision to leave like we don't do that really prior to even doing the the, the novena we so this was at the beginning of february we already sort of felt like it's time to head on back but of course, there was a reason why, and I love I the long novena, It's just even consider it just when you're making a decision, it's 27 days of just, you know, making sure that decisions are made in desolation, or, you know, just like, you know, you had a bad day, which we, you know, there are bad days, you don't want to make a critical decision on a bad day. 27 days is a lot of time to just think through the reasons, you know, confirm that this is actually makes sense, you know, really flesh it out through discussions. And sometimes I'd have to like, Viva, what do you think about this? Like, we'd have to really draw reasons, not just, you know, it can't be just willy-nilly, right? So, again, I, that's, you know, that that's, that's the whole process. It's very rational, but it's also very spiritual. I think that's the benefit we have of Catholics. We have this added thing, right, where we ask the Lord, Lord, if we miss something, or for some reason we're overthinking something, or we're, we're we're backing out. Just help us to see this.
1: Do you want to maybe talk about the reason for you why you wanted to come here, and then what you gained from it?
0: Yeah, I, well, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a deep question, but I'll, I'll do my best because that's I think that's obviously a lot of on people's minds. I mean, uh, for me, even the just I guess the last what three years have been an, an interesting. Change for me. I mean, just so folks are aware, right? I I had a very good paying job, worked as an engineer for oil and gas. Even when we came back to Canada back in 2006, 16, I already had kind of an inkling like I felt very drawn, even in my Houston times, just felt very drawn to pursue something for the faith and some way to support it and stuff. And little did I know, I think that this time definitely was a way. And, you know, even working for the church for two years, even coming here, I think by the time we come back, it'll be just shy of a year. I felt like the Lord was really trying to teach and instruct me in a very specific thing that I needed to learn. Whether it was something about, like, even my my first experience I found working for the church, I think that was a very critical experience for me in order to understand this, 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 this reality of how we're a body. How we there are different members. How we need to work with each other. How we need to depend on each other for certain things. How I am not self sufficient in all my strengths, and how others can benefit from my strength, and how I can benefit from other strengths. That was a radical, surprisingly radical. I mean, that was. It's not. It wasn't just like um, some tidbit of knowledge that I kind of gained. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, I think it actually impacted me pretty heavily. Like, it interiorly. Like, I felt. Like, I look at people very differently. I, you know, I have my strong opinions about certain things, but I can understand and sort of begin to see that why other people might have different ways about the church and how it's not necessarily wrong, right? And that was, uh, I'm eternally grateful for learning that. Mm-hmm. Here, here this was, I think this was a further refinement, I think. This was, the Lord was sort of, I think, in many ways, this little tangent that we took as a family for the last three years. This was... um just a further continuation of that. I mean, at this point, I mean, leaving my job to come to the church, that was one thing. This was, I think, another step forward in what he was trying to teach me. And of course, I mentioned before for folks that have been following us, like, yeah, my intent really in the beginning was, okay, well, we'll come here, but let's have some practical aim in the end. You know, maybe I could teach if that works out, if I could stay longer, you know, find some sort of work within... You know, initially it was theology, and we'll kind of see where that goes. But the one thing I often see with these sort of things, at least from my own experience, that's why we're sharing it, is that the Lord had a different plan in mind. You know, it's it's always one of those things where I think I'm here to learn something, and I learn something else. Right, And I think this is where I really want to emphasize that none, none, nothing, none of this is really sort of like a time-dependent factor. It's like I will learn something after being here for five you know, six, seven years, which was sort of the original plan. I really, and again, when I, when I talked to Genevieve in like the middle of January after kind of, to be honest, like I spent the, like since September to basically end of January, like that was a very heavy time of reflection, prayer, thinking about everything and anything really that was sort of, you know, little, little, little things that were on my heart that I think the Lord was really kind of testing me and kind of really working through with me in order to help teach me something that I need to know more about myself, more about what is, I think, even more important, what is faith? Like, what is, what is at the stake when we actually say we have faith? What does that mean, you know? And, and, and when we're presented with all these different philosophies and questions and challenges in society, how, in the end, none of these things really really should maybe scare us from actually living a very authentic um, Catholic life, which we're called to do. But I feel the Lord had to do it, teach me in a very, very, in His way.
1: It had to be a radical way for <laughs> you to get it.
0: In His way, right? I and mean, I tell you, there's something, you know, as I reflect in my my little journal that I've sort of been building on since I came here, I just see this progression of sort of these thoughts, right? Like, what is, and again, I'm, the, I'm the, like, what is God? What is, you know, what is love? What is all these things? Like, what does it mean to have faith? What is... These these are the things. Funny,
1: I never ask these questions. I'm okay without (laughs) answers.
0: (laughs) This is. I wanted to get to the to the root of the of these things, and I later found out that a lot of philosophers and people. I see. I I've learned that a lot of people sort of face these things. I think some people face at different times in their life. Some people might face it earlier, younger, uh, older, doesn't matter. But I feel like there are times when I think certain individuals have to sort of confront these things for one reason or another. Like as Viva said, this wasn't necessarily like that wasn't on her mind or heart. That was heavily on mine. And to be honest, I mean, there's there's only so much I can share because it's, I think a lot of what was given to me was was meant for me. And of course, I think if people ever want to reach out or chat to me about it, I can. But Bear that. Bear in mind, like the, the challenge with all this. It's I've been thinking about this, you know, nonstop for five months. So, as Viva said, to distill it in, you know, fifteen minutes is difficult. But the bottom line is, I think around middle of January, again, as I mentioned, I had that piece. Like I think I've, I think I've gotten what I came here for. You know, it was, it was this weird. Th- like I, f- I just had this weird piece when I came back and talked to Jumpy. I'm like, you know what? I think it's time we we head back and let's, let's now kind of get the stability for our kids. Our kids are getting older. I felt even a sense of like, you know what? I think now, now as much as was the right time to come here at this age. And I felt the, the urge, like even for you too, like I was feeling like after mid January, once I kind of let you know, like it became harder for the family in a sense with Teresa starting school, girls getting sick. It's like, yeah, I don't think this is where we have to be. And I think it's kind of, you know, the Lord may be telling us it's, t- it's time to head back get some stability, find some work, get a home and be content with that because I've wrestled with some very strong, challenging questions and I just feel like I've found the peace in all that. I think it's a pretty radical thing once you kind of, as I say, you look at it the very, you know, the very base level of what I I came here to look at and look at these fundamental questions, you know, look at infinity itself and all these things and come out of it with some peace and direction. I feel just... You know that's that's sort of what kicked off the process. Let's pray about this
1: for me. Like I said before, I love the Italian lifestyle. I was happy here up until January. I mean, I was still happy in January, but in January, everything became so complicated and very stressful. And like I said before, crazy highs, but also crazy lows. And like I told Joe, I felt like I was swimming swimming it's like okay i can keep on swimming but i'll run out of steam eventually and um i i was getting tired so teresa started school i was walking a lot every day i was physically tired and then Teresa started bringing a lot
0: of sickness sickness
1: from school everybody was sick we've actually right now i think we're everybody's on the mend and there's nothing
0: coming now, yeah yeah well, we're, and, well we're keeping as long as this as this, long as
1: it stays put we're all kind of almost healthy so oh, fingers crossed but that has been hard and also everything else especially yeah around this January February time frame is where all the bureaucratic stuff became very heavy doing my carta di soggiorno it's just every time i tried to do something one piece was missing it was just driving me nuts. It was very stressful.
0: I think for us, too, I think a big thing for you, again, when we, like, middle of February when I finished all my exam, it was, the key thing in all this, too, is we always wanted to do sort of a checkpoint, like, how's it going, you know, you know, faith, work, and, and family life. And I think at that point, too, we really realized it was definitely a bit harder for you. And I actually was, I think I was, I think I first became very flustered at that when um, you had to go to the hospital for your reaction. yes. And I was like really annoyed that I, I really couldn't do anything. Like, I was, I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't have a car. We couldn't drive to the hospital. We, like, I didn't know the language well. And I felt, I think since then, too, I've realized that you've had to balance a lot of these uh, administrative stuff, all, all these little things where I like to do those things and I can help offload those things for you. But it's extremely difficult doing that here. And I felt that you were... That was sort of weighing on you more and more. Like the load wasn't balanced.
1: It was a complete 180 too compared to our life before. Our life before in Delhi, I was the manager of the household. I was taking care of the girls. I was taking care of the house, the food. And that was my job. And you were taking care of the outside world. You were paying the bills. You were doing everything, right?
0: Yeah, and I didn't mind working. You like, didn't was, mind
1: that. It, it was, was working for us. That was fine. And then we come here and then you study... And of course, you help out in the house. Like, of course, you do some cleaning, you take care of the girls. But um, generally, you studied, you went to school, and that was it. And then I had to handle all the outside world kind of stuff, like mm. paying the bills, calling the utilities, um, yeah. ordering food, like doing all the bureaucratic stuff. And it is way more complicated than in Canada. All of that in a language I didn't really fully master. Yeah, it, it it was just like, not only was it so different than what I was used before, but I think it's just a lot for one person anyway.
0: I think so. And this, this, this pilot, yeah. And I just want to say like, yeah. I am
1: grateful for all of that, actually, because yeah. I never thought I had it in me to handle a lot of that. I never thought. And I, I did it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very happy about that. And I, you know, every time I had to deal with something very stressful, I came back and I'm like, you know what? It wasn't that, it wasn't even that hard. So it. It's a good mentality for me. It gave me a bit of courage. And uh, I think that will be very useful later in life. But everything else was kind of falling behind. I wasn't taking care of the girls the way I wanted to. I was impatient. I was tired. I was crying a lot. It was was just
0: a lot. And and we're not saying that. I think one thing for sure we want to make clear, we're not going back to Canada in, in the... And the expectation that things will suddenly be easier, I think we're coming back wiser, knowing what we can handle, knowing what we what works for us as a family, and bearing in mind that there will still be hard times. But it's about understanding us as a unit, how we work, what's best for us. I think for us, it really became clear cool like that. Really, being back in say Ontario is is something that, or or even closer to your family, if possible that is what is will make us the most successful. And I think to, it really sort of dawned dawned on us, like our roles, our strengths, our weaknesses. That's kind of where it makes sense. And even the idea too, you know, we're hoping, like the idea of having more kids maybe came up and like, it would be very difficult here. Like again, without, mm-hmm. with, you know, you can do it if you have the help, you know, if you have, um, you know, a, a mother or something or like a, a a helper in town who you could pay, but wouldn't necessarily have resources and I don't think either of our mothers would be able to come so it became really kind of like we wouldn't be able to have like a successful family here it would yeah. we could still do it but it was just like this was we were kind of again running on fumes here where again back home we have a a lot of the support from from family and the more important part is it's some it's an environment where we're comfortable with and again if we kind of get that order established once again it's like well we could have more kids and stuff which was we came also kind of a little important for us too right
1: and to be fair we did do our due diligence you applied for jobs here I did even engineering jobs even though you, maybe you're not interested in that anymore you applied to engineering jobs that didn't
0: nothing came explicitly out
1: explicitly require you to speak italian and we were ready to you yeah. taking taking an engineering job. We buy a house somewhere, do the bureaucratic process to get a license and a car. We were ready to do all of that if it meant that we had to stay in Italy. But no one contacted you.
0: No. So I think again, this wasn't. We don't. We don't necessarily run away from things unless, but again, because we both agree. Like, would we stay here if we had? If I had a job, and I think we we both agreed that yeah, we would stay we here. Would. Yeah, it was. It was all things considering, we, we probably would have. But just the idea that you know, well, there's this potential of work maybe seven years down the line. You know, if I was to finish the whole program and kind of continue through, I think that 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 I mean, there's just so many implications of kind of waiting for that. Again, we'd by that point we'd have no money. Um, by that point, we know that's potentially seven years where we could have had maybe another kid in between, which we may not be able to have again. Who knows? Right? Fertility is a fickle thing, right? It's not it's as not, we know, yeah. It's not straightforward. So, uh, but uh, I mean, just to kind of close off this half, I think bottom line is there's we as as a as a decision making you know body, we're very content with the decision. We're at peace with it. We feel like again the Lord has sort of blessed it in a sense that there hasn't been any sort of surprising revelations. And, you know, we're 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 sort of feeling that this is again just now that we're kind of concluding our our process, this is why we kind of felt that also the podcast maybe has run its course a little bit. You know, it's been a wild journey. And we were very grateful to be able to share with people. And we're, we're immensely grateful for the few patrons that supported us. I mean, that's just, I think that's, you know, it's a testament to, you know, maybe people thought that there would be something more with this. But we also want to reassure, reassure folks that, yeah, I guess it's a hard thing to maybe take in. But it was, as I mentioned before, it's sort of like, I guess the, there's what we expect and what the Lord expects. And sometimes, as we quickly find, sometimes what the Lord wants from us is, you know, very different and sometimes that answer can come much sooner than we think I think it's plain to sing. Some say that
1: the gracious... the...
0: I think it's important to you know stress again in the second half. You know, it's, it's that is a that is a tough thing because in some ways, I guess for me, even kind of coming here, there was this thing about just plowing through, making sure it gets done. Because again, we had this conception of what we expect the Lord to do for us. I mean, do for us what He expects of us. That okay, we've done this sort of radical thing to come here. Well, for sure, something radical and crazy has to come as a result of this. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be the case, right? And I think. And I don't I don't consider that like a failure as a as a story. It's in some ways I, I, I accept and I think maybe it's not so much of an issue for you, but I guess you know something I've been thinking about, like it may seem like on the outside that we're sort of we sort of failed this thing. But again, that can no one can really if you look at each individual person, no one can even Geneviève, for example, when I try and communicate anything to her about sort of what I'm thinking about my experiences here, uh, what I'm trying to gather and stuff like even, even then like that's, it's sort of reduced to what is actually happening. And even further so much, if you can imagine, for example, whom I talk to all the time when we share things with you, in a sense, you know, you can only hear bits and snippets of sort of what is really happening in all this. And the only one who really can gather all these bits and pieces, I mean, this is between the individual and God. Of course, God, knows me the best he knows my entire life all the ups and downs he knows exactly sort of what I needed and I guess that's going to be always a very hard thing it's kind of because again people are like well why why would you do that okay well that's a very I've had a, I've had one or two people sort of ask me that who really don't know me well I'm like that's a pretty and again I gave um I gave a few answers and then people are you know throwing back opinions well you, you know you made this big decision to come here you have to do it. I'm like says who mm-hmm. you know who who are you to sort of tell me, not, not in a prideful sense, but like truly actually, it's a very humbling thing. Even I kind of look at it myself too. Like I'm not necessarily going to, like I mean when people sort of do crazy, not crazy things, when people do sort of things that maybe are out of the norm, you really have to kind of step and think that maybe this is kind of what the Lord's calling this person for reasons that are beyond me. Mm-hmm. Because I have, like you think about people are, you look at anyone that you interact on, you see on the street and anything, these people are, this is why judgment is so difficult and why we need to avoid judging people and, you know, being suspicious and being more merciful. You know, because really, I mean, we are so complicated and intricate that to kind of say like, you know, we hear someone saying, oh, I'm doing this, oh, you're crazy. (sighs) We really don't have any idea sort of what the Lord is able to know, what the Lord sees and what he's trying to accomplish for the benefit of each individual person. He knows the person extremely well, that he can sort of, again, look for the right the right medication, the right means in order to bring that person closer to him. And to be honest, I think that's going to maybe look foolish to other people as sort of what he's actually trying to do. And if that's the case, I mean, that's that's probably a safe place to be. I mean, I'd I love the... I think you were listening to uh, G.K. Chesterton's view on St. Francis or a biography or some sort of thing on... You were listening to something on G.K. Chesterton on St. Francis. Yes. And this whole idea that he wanted to take this you know, position of being a fool or a jester for Christ. And I found that so very appropriate, right? I found that to be sort of the... <laughs> in some ways, I think the, the closer maybe you fall, maybe the more foolish you look. Because your actions on the surface may seem to be, well, you just came there. Now you're coming back. It seems kind of odd. Well... Yeah, but really, I mean, as much as, you know, me and Junvi have know very well sort of the, the benefits that have come. And even more so, she may not necessarily see the, the benefits that have come for me as much as I may try to communicate it. But I don't know, I feel like the way the Lord sometimes does things, it may make us look foolish in a sense. And I think there's no shame in that as much as, as, much as the world expe- expects like, well, some granting after this. Well, maybe the simple answer is we learned a few things now, head back and get to work, you know
1: that was my greatest fear actually about taking this decision is like, oh what are people going to think of us <laughs> because we just moved here and we had this this great you know speech about you know doing it the you doing the doctorate or whatever sure. staying here for seven eight years and it's like we're coming back after under a year and I was really worried but yeah that that's exactly it it's we just have to trust the Lord, and we have to trust that it's that it bore fruit and it's going to keep on bearing fruit and go from there.
0: I think in some ways it's rather humbling and you know, sort of uh, kudos on our part, patting ourselves on the back. <laughs> good
1: job, good job. I mean,
0: if we if we if even if it looked fully, everyone thought it was foolish, the fact that we come back, we're not stubborn. We're like, let's just get it done. you know, like there's mm-hmm. there's nothing to prove here as much as you know, pride at time may be at stake here because again we've we've done quote unquote something dramatic. But I think even in that case, I think that's going to be a, a good thing for us as well. And we'll kind of maybe be the, the funny people who sold everything to come here and to come back. I don't care. I think even, just even imagine that like, I would just like, um, just the fact that we sold off all of our things and stuff like that. That's pretty, I'm pretty happy that we're able to do that. Like, I we, did we've, too, yes. We've, we've become so much more like detached from these things. And even if it was just for that simple thing of being less attached to things, there's no money value on these things when you think about it intelligibly, like the fact that you can live a more simpler, detached life as a result of doing something radical like this, this will play out benefits tremendously uh, later on in life. I mean, not only spiritually, but of course, temporally as well, because I, honestly, I don't care for things as much as I used to anymore, like clothing and stuff like that. I've really kind of just mellowed no. out because it's it's so fickle. It's just, really. So, but at the same time too, I understand that, yeah, it's, it's that's not a, that's not a very easy pill to, for most people to fall swallow, and yeah, it, like in our situation, I think yeah, we definitely went the full mile to sort show so how far we're willing to go to you know what we believe to follow the Lord's will, and you know and even
1: this, if it meant that we took a year off just to live in Italy, that's pretty radical. That too. is radical, but that is already in itself that is worth it and you know people do that they take a year off to go to australia or they do that all the time right so we're not even we're not even that weird no, no, I don't and think so. so only that that was very like awesome for all of us and on, on top of that we get the spiritual benefits and the virtues that we grew in i mean there's no price to that as well
0: i mean yeah i mean so i mean this isn't a cop out i think bottle blight is I feel very at peace. Like if I could share with you sort of the peace that I found with this, I mean, I'd love to, but it's, it's not something even again, I've, I've tried to kind of explain to other people. I realize, like, again, the Lord really works within us in a very, I'm going to say a mysterious way, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, uh, it's just, I guess you'll have to kind of see us and see if you see any difference when we return, if we bump into you somewhere, people that we know, maybe you do see something that's changed. Maybe not. doesn't matter. Maybe we look more stooge than before we came, but
1: it's okay. Humility.
0: It's all good. It's all good. Not everything's going to be like this grand thing. Remember that. Like, I mean, if the Lord told you that you could be a saint by pulling out weeds and stuff like that, would you not do it? I mean, for us, this might have been the necessary step yes. to who knows, right? Who knows? The right resilience, the right character. You know, even for me, versus my intellectual mind, getting that the answers, the clarity. Uh, I'm eternally grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unbelievable. But... Yeah, at times again, from the from the world perspective, you gotta maybe take a bit of it on the chin. I really don't care. So I think that's who we've become a little bit, and I think that's also a good thing. Yes. Sometimes you have to be again, as we mentioned. I think both of us are sort of, you know, f- fools for Christ, and I think that's a safe place to be in some ways. And I think you we know we've done it in the most prudent way, but I think it's it's run its course. And I think with that, Genevieve, why don't you wrap us up for the last time?
1: For the last time. Um, so we're going to spend in the last few months here enjoying life. We decided to keep our Patreon page open, at least for now, and we'll keep on posting pictures and stuff, but we'll do it publicly. I'm actually in the process of putting all our posts on public mode so you can access old posts and see our life in Italy if you want to. Uh, you can keep on following us so patreon.com slash Rome is home and, yeah, and keep get... on praying for us. We'll keep on praying for And of course, as, as
0: we mentioned, for our patrons, we'll definitely bring you back we know who you are. There's not that many of you. <laughs> we'll make sure to bring you back with a nice gift just because, again, it feels right. And when you were, the, the few of you who sort of hang, hanged in from the beginning, you know, we're very grateful that you were able to do that. And, of course, we'll be very grateful to kind of meet you again and uh, chat our, about this, right?
1: And our one living saint patron, you know who you are. Of course, you will get the, the greatest gift because of your great, no, great generosity. That's true. We do
0: have one of those. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everyone. Pray for us. Reach out to us if you have any questions. I mean, we're, we're still going to be here for a bit, so um, if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, concerns,
1: Podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook page. That is the best way to reach us.
0: God bless everyone, and pray for us. Bye. Yeah.